0: Ezekiel chapter 47, beginning at verse 3. When the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits, and he brought me through the waters. The waters were to the ankles. And again he measured a thousand, and brought me through the waters, and the waters were to the knees. And again he measured a thousand, and brought me through the waters, were to the loins. And afterward, he measured a thousand. And it was a river that I could not pass over. For the waters were risen, waters to swim in, a river that could not be passed over. That's where we'll stop reading right there. We sure do need your prayers. I know I've used this scripture <coughs> before. But <coughs> the thought the Lord gave me and. You pray for just a few minutes, and I want you to notice <clears throat> we'll talk about this scripture for just a minute we 'll get right down to the text. The first thousand cubits were to the ankles, and so I was curious what a thousand cubits were, and I looked it up. It amounts to about five football fields in length if you want if you want to have a mental picture of that and uh I don't know, some of you may be football fans, some of you not, but even the most trained athlete, if they start at the goal line and they run the entire length of the football field, you watch them begin to slow down as they get near the goal line. Even they get winded. Now think about five of those football fields. Folks, it takes a while for us to get where we need to get be. So here's water to the ankles. He measured another 1,000 cubits, and it was water to the knees. Now think of that length in space. Then he measured another 1,000 cubits, and it was to the loins. Now we're at, what, 15 football fields? Then he measured another 1,000 cubits, and it was water deep enough to swim in. Now we're at the length of what I guess you'd say 20 football fields. That's a right good way. That that's, that would take you time. That'd be something you couldn't get through on a sprint. It'd take time to get there, to that water that was deep enough to swim in. And so, where are you at today? I know I use this scripture to preach right here at Dutch Bottoms. Several a good while ago about swimming. And so the Lord's given me this, this thought today. I was up with it all night long, wallowing it, can't get rid of it, so this is the only direction I know to go. I want to preach to you on a part-time Christian. Now you pray for me for a few minutes. and I want to take a look at some folks out of the King James Version Bible. And that, Bobby, that's exactly what I want to use and nothing else. That were what I guess we'd call part-time Christians and see where it got them and see if they'd have been better off to have been full-time. Now, when you think of a job and you think of of being hired on, especially when you're young, it's hard to find full-time work. Probably the first job you ever had was a part-time position somewhere the first time I ever went to work I went to work up here at Food City at White Pine and they hired me part time and what that meant for me was that meant that I didn't have any benefits I didn't get any vacation days I didn't get any sick days I didn't get any insurance I didn't get a bonus of any kind I got an hourly wage for the time that I worked and that was all I had but if I'd have Gotten a full time job, and I did right before I left. I got a full time job, which meant insurance, it meant vacation days, it meant all those benefits I've been missing. Now, you pray on for a little while. We've got, I'm afraid, we've got people today that are content with part time work. We've got people today that are content to be ankle deep, to be knee deep. And I'm just going to talk for a few minutes and you pray and if the Lord don't come by, we'll, we'll have something else go on or, or Johnny can preach or we'll go home, whatever the Lord wants. But uh, I was 30-something years old before I learned to swim. And you know what I liked before that time? And I'm still not real comfortable being in water over my head. I'll just admit that. But until I learned to swim... It didn't matter if it was ankle deep or knee deep or loins deep, as long as it wasn't this deep. If it was right here, I was okay as long as my feet could touch bottom. But I never could learn to swim until I got in water deep enough that I couldn't touch bottom. See, folks, it takes a little faith to serve the Lord. It takes believing and trusting in Him that He's going to see you through and take care of you. And remember that song that says when waves are over your head or under His feet? You've got to trust Him with your life. You've got to trust Him when hard times come. You've got to trust Him when the water gets so deep that you have no control. You've got to trust Him that He can take care of you along life's way. And so let's take a look at some folks that what I'd call part-time Christians. And let's take a one look at a, at a fella. His name was Ahab. Do you know who Ahab was? Yeah. I hope that you do. If you don't, go over and read in Kings about King Ahab. <coughs> he was the king of Israel. If anybody should have been full time, it should have been the king of Israel. Shouldn't it? <laughs> you thought he would have been a full time Person for the Lord. But let's take a look at his life and see if he was full-time or if he was part-time. The first time I remember reading about Ahab, he noticed a vineyard down below where he lived. Down below his palace, he noticed a vineyard and it was beautiful. (coughs) It produced fruit and all just over and over and over again. Not a weed anywhere to be found. Not a rock anywhere to be found. And the fruit was probably the best he had ever tasted. Now, he had vineyards. And we read in the Bible where he approached the owner of that vineyard, a man by the name of Naboth. And he said, if you'll let me, I'll give you the value of money for your vineyard. In other words, he had the money to buy whatever that he wanted. (coughs) He said, "Or I'll give you a bigger vineyard. And whichever one that you want, I would like to have your vineyard. If you would give that to me, if you'd sell that to me, I would like that one. Oh, folks, he had land. He could have had bigger. He had money. He could have bought bigger. But he wanted Davos. Why? Because it produced the best fruit that he could find. I'm here to tell you today, there's no better fruit. There's no better fruit the fruit that was raised up right here a couple of Friday nights ago that's the best fruit you can produce. We may have a, a 500 in congregation we may take up 5,000 dollars into treasury. I' give it all up to see one more saved Amen. Amen. Naboth, why won't you sell me what you've got? You know why Naboth's Vineyard produced You know why Naboth's vineyard looked better than any that Ahab had or any he could buy? It's because Naboth spent his time in the vineyard. It's because Naboth got down on his knees in the vineyard. It's because Naboth took the time to weed that vineyard. How do you weed? You have to get down there where the weeds are, don't you? You have to get down there low enough, humble yourself enough to get down there to pull those weeds out. I've had to weed a little bit sometimes, haven't you? I've had things sprout up in my life that I had to get rid of. And the only way to do that was to humble myself and pray and ask God to help me get rid of them. If you want a great vineyard, you've got to be full-time. Ahab's problem is he didn't want to be full-time. If Ahab had been full-time, now listen, he was the king of Israel. He knew who God was. He knew what God could do. But as a matter of fact, we read for her that he let Jezebel bring in strange gods, didn't he? Mm -hmm. That would indicate that he might have been part-time rather than being full-time. Which ones are we serving? Are we part time or are we full time? Ahab could have had the very same thing. He could have had a vineyard that produced just like Navas, but he chose to be part time instead of full time. Let's go on. We read where Jehoshaphat fell in league with Ahab and they went to Ramoth Gilead to do battle. I preached about that not too long ago about the prophet that they went to see, the prophet of the Lord. All of Ahab's prophets prophesied he'd be successful. All of Ahab's prophets prophesied he would win. All of Ahab's prophets prophesied he would conquer that land and claim that territory. And Jehoshaphat wanted to talk to a prophet of the Lord. And what was... What was Ahab's response? He said, There is one, but I hate him. For he never promised, prophesies good toward me. If all you ever want the pastor to do, if like all you ever want the preacher to do whenever he gets up and you hear him is patting you on the back, then you're not interested in the gospel. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. I believe James said it's like a man beholdeth his natural face in the glass and straightway goeth away and forget it. What matter of man that he is. The gospel is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the hearts it shows us where we're at and where we need to be alright he never promised, prophesied good toward me and so we read where the prophet prophesied and said yeah you'll win but even Ahab knew that wasn't full of prophecy that's what part time folks do They only hear the part they want to hear. But deep down, you know. Deep down, you know whether you're pleasing to the Lord or not. Deep down, you know if you're exactly where the Lord needs you to be. Ahab knew. As a matter of fact, Elijah had told him. Elijah had told him what would happen to him. And he gave him a space because he repented. But it happened anyway. And so as they went down toward the battle, and you pray on for a few minutes, as they went down toward the battle, the part-time Christian decided he didn't want to be known as the king of Israel. The part-time Christian decided that he would rather be known as the king of Judah, and he asked Jehoshaphat to swap garments with him. He had Jehoshaphat put on his robe, and he put on Jehoshaphat's robe. And when they got down into the heat of the battle... The, the, the enemy started to chase the robe of Ahab and when they got tight, and, and Jehoshaphat got in a, in, a, in a tight place, he began to cry out and when he cried out, the enemy realized that wasn't Ahab. Folks, I'm here to tell you today, only a full-time Christian can have the right ring to them. Only a full-time Christian is the type of Christian that God is going to bless and God is going to use. A part-time Christian is missing out great benefits and great blessings because they're not full-time for the Lord. All right. it cost Ahab a great price to be part time yeah they won the battle they conquered but a soldier with a bow sent an arrow that landed right between the shoulder blades of Ahab and just as the prophet Elijah prophesied he bled out right there in the chariot And the dogs licked his blood up out of the chariot. If he'd have been full-time, imagine, he could have walked the streets back into Jerusalem as a winner, as a conqueror, as a man God had really used. But he was part-time. All right. Part-time or full-time. Let's take a look. Remember the man Ananias. If you want to read about him, go over to Acts chapter 5, if I'm not mistaken. Read about Ananias and Sapphire. It was a great time for the church. Well, preacher, it's not like it is today. I beg your pardon. Maybe you don't realize because you're part-time. It's a great time for the church today. The Lord saved miraculously. Miraculously. The Lord graciously, the Lord abundantly saved in our revival. It's a great time for the church. And I'm here to tell you today, I'm looking for more. Well, preacher, you shouldn't be greedy. I'm greedy for every little boy and girl, for every little lost sinner we can see on the altar. At duck bottoms, I want to see sinners saved. it's a great time for the church in this day and age too folks if we want to be full time (laughs) in the days of Acts the book of Acts there was a full time church they were seeing two, three, five thousand saved at one time And people had all things in common and all that they had, they brought and laid down at the disciples' feet. But Ananias was part-time. Ananias and his wife Sapphire were part-time. They had a piece of land and they sold it, a possession, and they sold it and they kept back Part of the price. Mm -hmm. You want some scripture? Trust the Lord thy God with all A L L gets us, don't it? We are so tempted to rely on our own devices. We are so tempted to trust in ourselves more than trusted in the Lord. Love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, soul, mind, and strength. What's it say? Trust the Lord thy God with all thine heart. And lean not into thine own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him. All is what gets us. Yeah. If we're just part-time, it don't bother us at all. But if we want to give all, we've got to be full-time for the Lord. Amen. That means praying on Tuesday like you pray on Sunday. That means praying on Thursday like you do on Sunday Ananias and Sapphire kept back part of the price yeah. don't you try to fool me you can fool me easily I'm very gold Ananias thought he could fool Peter and John but you know what their response was you've not lied unto me and you've lied unto God Friend, this is the Lord's house. And if you claim Dutch Bottoms as your home, you need to be faithful. If you claim Dutch Bottoms, now listen. I've used this analogy before. I'm going to use it again. Marty Costner does not live at 3020 Oliver Street. I don't expect Marty to contribute one dime to the electric bill at 3020 Oliver Street. I don't, ex- Bobby Reed don't live at 3020 Oliver Street. I don't expect Bobby to make one house payment for the address at 3020 Oliver Street. They don't live there. That's not their home. But I joined Dutch Bottoms Baptist Church. I'm going to claim it as my church and I'm going to give what the Lord tells me to give because we've got to keep the lights on. We've got to keep the heat going. We've got to keep the building clean, we've got to present, oh, we've got to present the prettiest place Amen. in Dutch modern <laughs> community, because sinners need a place to be saved. Amen. So if this is your address, make your payments. Give what the Lord told you to give, and he'll take care of it. All right. Ananias and Sapphire kept back part of the price. What are you holding on to that you won't let go of, Ananias? It never does say what he intended to do with that money, I don't think. It never does say what he and Sapphire agreed to do with that money that they kept back. You know what happened to them? They never did get to use it. The man of God said, you've not lied unto men, but you've lied unto God. And you want to have an Ananias? He fell over and gave up the ghost, and <coughs> devout men carried him out. What happened to Sapphira? Listen, no man liveth to himself. Men, do you hear me? No man liveth to himself. It's awful quiet, isn't it? And no man dies to himself. What I do affects everybody that lives at 3020 Oliver Street. What you do affects everybody that lives under the roof of your house. Sapphire followed along and it cost her her life too. Well, preacher, God's not going to kill me if I'm not willing to give 100%. Be careful what you say. You may be sitting here and your heart perfectly healthy. You may have 100% lung capacity. You may have no sign of cancer or heart disease whatsoever, but spiritually on the inside. It may have been ages since you felt the power of God moved out in there. I'm here to tell you there's an inward man and an outward man and that inward man needs to be fed. If I wanted to be fed when I was a boy right across the road over here I would have to go to the table when mama had food ready and if I did not starve to death you missed a great meal right here like Friday night for week ago, one of the best services I've been in in years. Amen. Amen. And that spiritual person needs to eat. And ice was ice what I'd call part-time. A part-time Christian. Let's go on. Do you want to? I won't keep you much longer. I read over in the book of Joshua about another part-time Christian. About another part-time person by the name of Achan. Do you remember Achan? He was in God's army, would not he? As a matter of fact, He stepped over the stones in the wall when the wall fell down at Jericho and went in with Israel and they claimed a great victory. But he committed a trespass, didn't he? This is where he went from full time to part time. He committed a trespass. Right standing right in the middle of Jericho where he and all of God's children had just claimed a great victory, Satan tempted him. Friend, Satan can come along anytime. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He don't have a red pitchfork. He don't wear a red suit and have a red tail. He's the prettiest thing you've ever seen in your life. Right. and He'll tempt you. Achan saw that goodly Babylonian garment. Yeah. He saw the silver and the wedge of gold. And temptation said in. Don't you look down your nose at Achan. James said every man, that includes me and you. Every man is tempted when he's driven away of his own lust and enticed. And when lust is conceived, brings forth sin and sin. When it is finished, bring forth death. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Let's see how lust and sin caused Achan to become a part-time person. There it was, they were told the gospel to them was not to partake of the accursed thing. They were told, can't you just see Achan shoving that stuff up and under his garment, trying to sneak it out of Jericho? You know what Joshua preached later? Be sure your sins will find you out. He snuck it out, took it to his tent, and buried it. And Joshua didn't know. The captain of the hosts didn't know. The soldiers that fought right beside Achan in the battle had no idea That the Babylonian garment, the gold, and the silver were hid down there in Achan's tent. He must have got away with it, preacher. No, God knew. You can't hide anything from him, He already knows. knows. Amen. And so they got ready for another battle from a little old country called Ai, just a small place. They said, there's no need for all the army of Israel to go down there to fight the battle. So they sent just a few down there. And 36 men lost their lives because Achan went from being full-time to part-time. Achan Let sin in the camp. Achan enjoyed the pleasures of sin for a season. Achan let his brethren down. Achan let the captain of the host down. Achan let Joshua down. Achan let his wife down. Achan left his family down. And Achan eventually led them to destruction because he went from full time to part time. the mighty army of Israel against a little old country named Ai (coughs) turned tail and ran. Which direction are you going in? Are you part-time? Or are you full-time? Are you ready to fight in the battle? Or are you ready to turn tail? Oh, that we would be ready to fight, that we'd be ready to stand our place on the, on the battlefield and do what God would have us to do. Aiken thought he had a head, and guess what? It cost 36 men their lives. I've told you, I'm greedy for every soul. You pray on for about 10 minutes. I'm greedy for every soul that we can see saved on this altar. Amen. Here's what's going to determine whether they go to... Well, preacher, that's their personal choice. I beg your pardon. If we don't offer them the choice, they'll never be able to make it. That's right. Amen. Now, I firmly believe every sinner has the opportunity for salvation. But we can make it look a whole lot more appealing depending on whether we're full-time or part-time. I'm afraid if we determine we're going to be part time, we'll have people lose their lives. They'll sit right still. They'll be right quiet, and they'll slip right off in the hay. Amen. Because we can't commit to God on a full time basis. Let me tell you what happened to Aiken. Let me finish up Aiken. They called by a tribe, and the tribe of this is what the Lord told Joshua to do. Let me cover this. It don't matter what I do, preacher. I beg your pardon. It matters what Achan did. Right. You know what the Lord told Joshua when He told Joshua their sin in the camp. He said, "I will be with you no more." Achan was one man out of many families, out of twelve tribes of Israel. And the Lord said, I'll be with Israel no more until you get rid of the accursed thing. In other words, don't ever plan on having another victory. Don't ever plan on winning another war. Don't ever plan on having any success at all as long as that accursed thing remains in the camp. Don't tell me that what you do does not matter. The Bible Amen. said no man liveth to himself and no man died to himself. Preacher, what a Mother's Day message? Well, this is what the Lord has given me, Amen. so let's just move right to it. All right, Achan, are you gonna be full-time or are you gonna be part-time? And so they, the Lord told Joshua to call him by tribe and the tribe, of Judah was called the Lord said call my tribe and the tribe of Dutch bottoms was called He said, call them by family. And we can call by family, couldn't we? I remember days down through the years at Dutch Bottoms. I remember the Lewises. I remember the Wilsons. I remember different ones down through the years that stood right here and fought for the Lord. It's a godly heritage. And it's an honor to stand in their footsteps and continue to fight Satan. They called by tribe, they called by family, and then they called by man. And when they got to Achan, Joshua said, tell us, son, what you've done. He said, thus and thus have I done. At least Joshua was willing. At least Achan was willing to admit his failure. He was willing to admit his sin. Sometimes pride keeps us from getting that far, don't we? Oh, thus and thus have I done, and it's hid in the earth. You may have got rid of the garment a long time ago. You may have gotten rid of the silver and the wedge a long time ago, but it still may be hid in the earth. Does the Bible not say, thus thou art, and thus thou shalt return? You may have gotten rid of the physical evidence a long time ago. But the sin may still be right here. Between your ears. There's only one way to get rid of that. Take it and lay it down at Jesus' feet. Achan was part time and this is what it cost him. They went down to his tent. They dug in the earth. They found the evidence. They brought it. Not only did they bring the evidence, they brought his tent. They brought everything he had, including his wife, him, and his children. They stoned them with stones. You know, boy, Satan's fighting me on this. Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen people get upset and leave the church because someone had something negative. To say. They stoned Achan with stones. I've seen folks. Say ugly things. My dad was a deacon for years. I've seen them say ugly (coughs) things about him. I've seen them. Heard them say ugly things about other. Deacons at church. And you know what those men did? They loved on. They prayed on. And they worked on. For the Lord full time if somebody's got a little snide word to say and our judgment is not what's important it's what God has to say about it that makes a difference difference. this is important you've got a full time job I've got a full time job just keep it back where it needs to be how about you? Oh, are you full-time or are you part-time, Aiken? So they stoned them with stones. And after they stoned them with stones, <laughs> now can't you imagine? Here's Aiken, and here's his wife. Here's his children. All being stoned with stones. I remember whenever I was probably about Ethan's age, we passed by by our, what used to be Dutch Bottoms Skating rink. Gravel hill up through there. Somebody who had a little more horsepower than they needed, and we had no air conditioning, so the windows were down. Spun in the gravel. It spun a rock. It come through the window and hit me right here. Great big pumpknock, pumped up. Dad was all tore up. He was angry and upset. He went right up the hill after that fellow to tell him what had happened. How do you think Aiken felt when he knew it was his own fault his kids were getting stoned? How do you think Aiken felt when the bruises and the pumpkin knots popped up on his boys and girls and it was his own fault? Now, compound that with those children being set on fire in front of Aiken and them burning and screaming and yearning all because Aiken decided to be part-time. All because Achan decided that his position in the army was not important. All because and he thought he could get by with doing what he had to do, just the minimum, and it would be all right. I'm here to tell you today, God is not pleased Whatever we don't give him all that we have. God is not pleased whenever we don't present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. God is not pleased when I prioritize other things above Him. God is not pleased when I make no effort to read my Bible. God is not pleased when I make no effort to come to church. God is not pleased when I don't open my mouth and praise Him and worship Him and witness for Him. I'm here to tell you, He wants a full-time, Christian, full time congregation, full time praise yeah, everything. let everything Amen. preacher you got no Bible for that, yes I do everything that hath breath and you do that too don't you everything that hath breath we ain't got anybody in here with scuba gear on do we we don't have anybody in here on the ventilator Everything that hath breath, praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Well, I'm just not going to do no more than what I normally do, preacher. That's okay. He can have the rocks cry out to him. That's what he said in the New Testament, wasn't he? Yes, it's a good time to be a part of the church. But we've reached a critical stage You know, and I know, we have filled this place up on Bible school, haven't we? I believe Kiva said 127 or something like that average two years ago when we had Bible school. That is only going to happen if we put our work clothes on and go to work full time. Full time. Amen. Well, preacher, all my children are gone and out of the house. You know some boys and girls, don't you? You may have some neighbors. You may have some friends. We've seen them and blessed their hearts. Bible school, and I believe you need to encourage families to come to church. I believe you need to encourage them, and I try. Lots of times if we have kids that come to church that don't normally attend our church or any church, I send the letter out. I get your address, I send the letter, and say, come be with us. We'd love to have you. Or if I know where they live, I'll go see them. If I see them out in town, I'll tell them, we need you here at Dutch Bottoms. But inevitably, we will have some children that have never set foot in the house of God. That don't change the fact that they have a soul. Trust me. That they need salvation. You know me by now, John. You've never seen me get a child by the hand and pull no. and plead and beg. I'm not going to do that. But the power of God can draw them down and do far more than I could ever do. Amen. Amen. Well, let me relay this to you. If you would not here, I need to tell you this. <clears throat> And you are to be shouting and rejoicing because of it. Standing right here. Friday nights a week ago. People were shouting. Testimonies. (coughs) Singing. There wasn't a soul went to Israel. She climbed to Wendy's dress tail. And she looked up at her and she whispered something to her. I don't know what it was. Just to my mind, maybe I want to be saved. Might have been exactly what she said. That was all it took. She hit her knees, we hit her knees. The church prayed right around them. And the little girl got up and said, Jesus, save me. That's what church is all about. Now, let me finish. (coughs) You may not be a full-time Christian. You may not be a part-time Christian. You may not be a Christian at all. You may have no idea what that term means. The Bible says in Acts chapter 11 that they were first called Christians in Antioch. What does that mean? That means to walk like Jesus. That means to talk like Jesus. That means to love like Jesus. That means to have the compassion and empathy that Jesus did. He could have went into the king's palace. He could have talked to the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes. But he came to be guests with a man that was a sinner over at executor's house, didn't he? He came to seek and to save that which was lost. He healed the blind. He healed the lame. He healed the deaf. He caused the dead to raise. He preached the gospel to the poor. How blessed are we? I'm here to tell you today, if you're not a Christian, if you don't know who Jesus is... You need to. You need to know the Savior, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. You need to know that he loves you. You need to know that there is a hell and that everybody that doesn't know Jesus goes there. Yes, mean people will be there, but there'll be good moral people that never ask Jesus to save. them. bust hell wide open. Without Jesus, that's where you're going. Let's cover one thing else, will you? Remember what the scripture says, put on the whole armor of God that you may be whole and entire and wanting nothing? You remember that, don't you? The helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, loins girt about with truth, feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, <coughs> the sword of the spirit, If I'm part time, I can't ever have the full armor. If I'm part time, yeah, I still got my helmet. You don't ever lose that. I have the helmet of salvation if I'm part time, even. I even have my sword. But you know what I don't have? the shield of faith. Yeah. How do we get faith? Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. If we don't ever hear it, we can't have our shield with us. Let's go on. Feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. You know how many church members there are? How many people there are in the United States of America that are affiliated with a church or a denomination of some sort? I don't have an exact number. I would dare say it's the majority. I would dare say that nearly everybody, if they ran a poll or they they did us some research or something like that, I would dare say it'd be more than 50% were affiliated with some sort of religious organization. But the difference between having your your name on the roll book and being active are two different things. The difference between being part-time and full-time are two different things. To have the whole armor of God, you need your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. If you're not here to hear the gospel, you're not properly clothed. If you're not here to hear the gospel, you don't have the right footwear on. If you're not here to hear the gospel, your feet are exposed. And if your feet are exposed, they can be injured and keep you from moving. Oh, preacher, how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall he preach except he be sent? How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. My feet will never win a beauty contest, but they're pretty good looking when the Lord will help me to preach Amen. just a few words for him. Amen. Yeah. You're blessed. You've always had a preacher that would preach the gospel. I pick on them all the time. Hack and Jen? Gayla? Jennifer? A little bit. Four generations raised under the gospel. That's a blessing. To know that no matter where you are in life, what trial was going on, what trouble you faced, the gospel was there to help you, to lift you up, to keep your life together. Feet shod. You know what shod means? Put on with the preparation of the gospel of peace. If we're part-time, all we got left of the armor is the helmet and the sword. We have no defense. We have no way of protecting ourselves. When Satan throws these fiery darts, here they come, we can't help it if we're part-time. If you're full time, you've got to shield a face that can that can block those things. If you're full-time, you got the breastplate of righteousness. I know the Bible says all our righteousness is all (coughs) filthy rags, but I'd rather have a little righteousness, none at all, wouldn't you? All right. Are we part-time? Are we full-time? Or do you even claim the title of a Christian? Have you ever been saved? (coughs) There's a song that says, Do You Know? Do you know my Savior? Do you know my friend? Do you know He loves you and that He will abide till the end? Here's what I want to do. Uh, Autumn, you had a song you wanted to sing, didn't you? Still want to sing? Autumn's going to come sing a song for us. I want to give an altar call in the first verse if you need to pray. Come and pray. And then I want to do this too. My friend Sarah here came forward a a service or two ago and wanted to join the church and be baptized. If you've been saved and you've never been baptized and you want to be, come on up here. Isaac, come on. Play if you don't mind. What gear are we in, Autumn? Is it B-flat? Somewhere around in there? He can find you. Friend, are you satisfied where you're at with the Lord? We all think on the day of all days we'll hear that phrase, won't we? Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Thou been faithful over a few things, enter in to the joys of the Lord. But will you, will you when the time comes, will you hear that phrase or have you been a part-time Christian? If you need to pray while she sings the first verse, come on and Pray. Church Unseen angels Church, he ever sang. Sit from somewhere to, to my, my soul. soul How they linger, linger ever linger, near me Do you need to pray? Where you're at with the Lord, or would you like to be a little closer Would you like to enjoy all the benefits Of salvation Would you like to lay aside the way the And the sin that's present you Would you like to come to the Lord And be saved We can save you if you trust Him?